The following podcast is rated D for dumb. You're listening to Dumbing It Down with Dave, the fastest podcast on earth. Listen to Dave commute to and from work on the New York State Thruway in his 2008 Kia Rio LX. He talks about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Join Dave as he asks and tells you how life ought to be. And now, here's Dave. Hello, everybody. Dave Canyon here. How are you? You ready to dumb it down? I feel like I want to dumb it down. Do you? All right. I feel it. You feel it. We all feel it. That's fantastic. I'm feeling you. Thank you for feeling me back. Wait, what? What did I just say? That's not right. Anyway, hey, thanks uh, for tuning in, folks. Uh, I think it's July 26th. I'm pretty sure it is. It is 9.48 a.m. It is a Saturday morning. Saturday morning where I'm usually going home. Saturday, 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 Saturday. That's used to be the way it is. But now it's come back to work, come back to work, Saturday, Saturday night. Dummies. Saturday night I got to come back. And then uh, Sunday I'm home instead of now being home. It would be nice to have the weekend to look forward to. All right, I know. I've been down this road before. I know you guys are sick of hearing it. But you know what? I got to tell you, it's just... Between the cameras that they've installed in these trucks that I've been dealing with for the last five or six years and the lack of progress in the industry, the lack of concern, the lack of so many things, including discipline, which I'm a fan of. I'm not a fan of discipline like, Dave, do you want somebody to come and whoop you? Like, Do you want a dominatrix? No, not that. Well, not that harshly. I mean, you know, I don't know. I've never done it. Could be interesting. But um, uh, I see, I've seen this company that I work for. I've seen this country that I live in slowly go downhill. And I don't want to be a dooms person. Like, you know, oh, everything is bad. No, not everything. But just enough where you go, you know, what do you, what's going on here? When you say this, what's going on? And you say it to other people, and other people still recognize it. And the ones that don't recognize it, I think they, I think it's almost like the invasion of the body snatchers. And I have used the word malaise on the show. I still don't know if that's the right word. You're going to look it up. You can look it up if you want. I don't have the definition off the top of my head. But this, you know, I'm not going to blame it on vapor trails and all this other stuff. I think it's in the food. I think it's in the food. Uh, and, and I think there's a lot of things that affect the malaise as well. But I think the food was the beginning of it. And I had this long conversation with my friend Mark, and he disagrees. You know, I really had to be patient for him to agree a little bit to it. But he thinks it has a lot more to do with other things. And I hate quoting him because I don't remember exactly what he said. But I think he had more to do with the... the, the the, the, the loss of religion in this country. But I think the loss of religion has to do with the malaise, which has to do with the food in, in, in that we put in our bodies. If you think about it, that's all we do is eat. By the way, this is not at all what I wanted to talk about when I hit the record button. And I want to thank uh, Alex Exum at the top of the show for doing the intro, alexexum.com. Uh, and he also does a show called Live Talk on Tuesdays uh, at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern. So tune in on Spreaker, he does it live. That's why, it's, that's why it's called Live Talk. But the food 
that we put in our mouths, that we've been feeding ourselves since the beginning of time. Once upon a time, it was pure, the food. And it got us to a certain point. It got us to a certain point in civilization. And the food kept us going and alive and strong as much as it could, considering our lack of knowledge of medicine and a certain lack of knowledge of, of, of exercise and how to balance exercise and nutrition. But we worked harder, so the exercise was in the work. You didn't just throw your clothes in a metal machine and it would do all your laundry for you. You had to go down to the river and bang your clothes with a rock. And then you would come back from the river and then you would hang your clothes on a clothesline. You were putting your hands above your heart. And then below your heart, above and below, and you would carry the basket of wet clothes, and you'd be banging the clothes with the rock, or you'd be squeezing the, the clothes with your hands. You understand all these movements that you'd be making from sunrise to sunset. If you were a farmer, you were farming. But you didn't have a big tractor that was spraying pesticides, and listen, you wouldn't listen to the radio in your air-conditioned tractor. I'm not saying that farmers have it easy. I'm just saying notice the difference of sitting on the, the thing behind the bull or behind the horse and you would, you know, you would churn the soil and you would get on your knees and you would plant seeds and you would pick the, the harvest. You would, you know, you would, you would be, uh, there would be a basket and you'd be separating things. You're shucking corn. You'd be lifting hay bales. You'd be doing all this physical labor if you were a farmer. If you weren't a farmer, you just had a property, you still had some sort of mini farm. We were we were uh, permaculture people before it was called permaculture. We were walking in the woods. We were hunting. We were hiking. But not hiking because we wanted to see the top of a mountain. We were hiking because that's how you got to the general store. That's how you got to town because you didn't have a car. You didn't have your Volvo. You didn't have your Esplanade. You didn't have TV. You didn't get done in time to watch TV. Don't you think it's kind of interesting that TV prime time starts at 8 o'clock every night? Every night on time is 8 o'clock prime time TV. Isn't it interesting that TV can go to a schedule? Because they know that America is done. Once upon a time, I don't think we were done at 8 o'clock. But if we were done at 8 o'clock, then you know we had a full day. But now we're, really, we're done way before 8 o'clock. We're done by 7. We're done by 6.30. And then we go take a shower and do whatever we want. And then we sit down on the couch. And you vegetate and you're like, you're like an idiot until like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Now that, that changes for everybody. That varies. Not everybody has the same schedule. But the point I'm trying to make, and I'm working my way towards something. Because we're going to talk about discipline on the show. We're going to talk about the malaise. We're going to talk about the way this country is right now. And I'm basing a lot of it. not Well, not specifically, but... Uh, my inspiration for the show is the fact that I just came back from Italy and Switzerland. And I'm not going to stay here and, and talk, oh, Italy, Italy, oh, oh, oh. Listen, Italy has its problems. So does Switzerland, I'm sure. So does Paris. So does Europe. So does every country in the world has its problems. There's no utopia that we know of. I think Italy's pretty close. I think it's pretty close. I think Switzerland's pretty close. I hear Finland is pretty close too. Close also. I hear a lot of these European countries are pretty close. And I know you. A lot of you are very anti-social as far as socialism. Not anti-social, but you're anti-socialism. I am too, for the most part. 
For the most part, I am. There's a part of me that likes the idea of us all being equal. In a way that nobody has to work extra hard and get extra less. And nobody does extra less and gets extra more. Does that make sense? I don't know if that actually can work in society. I don't know if... If socialism uh, always never works, I know what they, they say it always never works. And don't hit the button and shut off the show. Oh, he's going to talk about socialism. I'm, I'm not. This is not a show about socialism. This is a show about human behavior. You know that. For those of you that are first tuning in, this show is called Dumbing It Down with Dave. I'm Dave Canyon. Did I announce myself? Did I introduce myself? Have I forgotten to do that for the last forty episodes? I kind of feel like I don't do that anymore. Anyway, I, I probably have. This is Dave Canyon here. I'm your host. You're one and only solo podcast host. You'll, you'll hear no other voice on the show but me, uh, unless I have a guest, which is very rare. And um, the show is all about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Uh, it's, the, it's the show I do during my commute that you, you can listen to during your commute. It's going to be 30 minutes or less. Most likely, it's going to be right up to 30 minutes. And um, I do it in my Kia Rio. By the way, uh, let's do a mileage uh, report. Want to do a mileage report? Let's do a mileage report. Right now, the Kia Rio, this 2000, what is it, a 2008 Kia Is that what Alex says? I should know. I own the car, right? This Kia Rio, want to take a guess how many miles I have in 11 years? This Kia Rio has 275,170 miles. 275,170 miles. I think that's a little bit unheard of for a 2008 Kia Rio. Uh, I might send a letter to Kia and see what they have to say about that. But, but they, you know, they don't care. They, they just say, hey, you want to buy a new one? Yeah. You, you want to help me? No. We just want to know if you want to buy a new one. So, uh, I wanted, it's a people show. It's not a pro-Italy show. It's not a pro-socialism show. It's not an anti-America show. I'm just sharing with you my most current thoughts and feelings and ideas and opinions based on what I believe to be pragmatism. Pragmatism, as I discussed in episode 139, is very subjective. Yours is different from mine. And I, th- I think the people of the United States put way too much value on money. Way too much value on money. You know that. I'm not telling you something you, you haven't already thought of, considered, or agreed to. Because chances are, if you disagree with me, you're not a listener of the show. If you put that high of a value on money then you're probably not a listener of this show. I don't mind if you put all a high value on money. I know I have. And I don't put a high value on money as much as I put a high value on the freedom that I like to think that money brings me. Having paid my mortgage, I don't know how many years ago it is now, five, six, seven years ago, paying my mortgage and not have to make a mortgage payment is, is is a huge relief. Huge. I could save nickel bottles and cut coupons, lower the electricity, lower the heat. I could do all this search for cheaper gas and drive 55 or 60 instead of 65 or 70. There's so many things. I could do hand-me-downs. I could go bargain shopping. I could not take vacations. I could, I could water down my orange juice, which I've done. I, there's so many things that I could do, that you could do, that we could all do on a 24-7 basis. And I don't believe any of that is really going to make a difference until you pay your mortgage. The mortgage is anywhere from, for, for me, was anywhere between six to 800 a month. 
It's two, 150 to 200 a week. I'm not saving that by doing those other things I've already mentioned. It's, I've done part-time jobs where I've made $112 on a Sunday for eight hours of truck driving. Didn't make a difference. Uh, I actually had a great part-time job a couple of years ago delivering library books, believe it or not. That was the best part-time job I ever had. Best part-time job I ever had, that was good money. That was like two or three days, and I made like $350 to $500 a week delivering library books. Never heard of this part-time job in my life. I wish I heard it about it 20 years ago. If I knew about that job 20 years ago, and I knew about my job that I have now 20 years ago, I, I would be retired 10 years ago. I, I don't know how to do the math on that one, but it, it seems right to me. Anyway, that's not the point of this show. I'm trying to, I, I got inspired by somebody this morning by their lack of discipline. I witnessed lack of discipline, which I witness every day. Every day I witness lack of discipline. But this particular time, it was right in my face. It, didn't, it wasn't directed towards me, but I saw it. And I've experienced the similar thing many times over the last six years working for this particular company. And I really have not seen it this bad in any other company I've worked for. And all I've done for the last 20, 30 years is work for bus companies, transportation companies, trucking companies. So there's a driver who comes in on Saturdays. I think this is his regular day. It's not like he's doing the company a favor by coming in on an overtime day. And it's Saturday. So there's a likelihood that this guy works uh, parties on Fridays. It's it's a possibility. I cannot confirm nor deny. I will tell you that he's heavily tatted and he smokes. Should that affect my opinion? Should I be judging him? You know, I, I guess by the cover of the book. The, the cover of the book has a lot of tattoos. Does that mean that he couldn't possibly have went home on a Friday and studied because he wants to get his master's degree? That he went to a church and he volunteered himself? That all he did was go home last night and meditate and 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 just really take care of his uh, himself. But yet on Saturdays he still comes in consistently two hours late on his regular day, not an overtime day. On an overtime day, you're doing the company a favor. It doesn't really matter. But he also has a route that he has to make stops at stores that are depending on him to be there at a certain time to replenish the stock. That is no longer there because it's been a day or two or three or whatever since the last delivery. My job at night, I don't have that time constraint. He does during the day because he goes to individual mom and pop stores and, you know, other stores that are not so mom and pop. But they're still waiting on him to replenish. So apparently, from what I understand, he consistently makes this an issue on Saturdays where he's two hours late. And apparently he threatened to not come in at all if they're going to write him up for coming in late. In his mind, he, well, I always hate when I say that, right? Where else would it be? In his left elbow, he feels like he holds the upper hand. Which I have to agree, in this company is true. Where they say the prisoners rule the roost or whatever. In this particular case... He does have the upper hand. Because I did hear a supervisor say, well, what am I going to do? I need the route to go out. So they let him come in. 
He's going to be two hours late. They're not going to write him up. They're not going to suspend him. They're not going to take any disciplinary action to him. So, as a crew chief from NASCAR, Larry McReynolds, I think that's his name, Larry McReynolds, who used to be Dale Earnhardt's crew chief, he's now a TV commentator, he said of Dale Earnhardt and his when he was alive about his aggressive driving style, he made the analogy that, you know, what were they, they would say, what, what are we going to do about Dale Earnhardt? He's so aggressive. How do we tone him down? And they said, you, he said this on TV, he said, you can't hit the dog over the head with a newspaper because he peed on the carpet because you let him pee on the carpet when he was a puppy. He's been peeing on the carpet ever since he was a puppy. You can't hit the dog over the head with a newspaper when he's adult because it's been going on for so long. So I want to make a, a very clear note here that I have not ever, ever mentioned the name of the company I work for since I've started this podcast. I've never mentioned the name. I've never mentioned it by name. I've never mentioned supervisor by their name. And I don't mention drivers by their name. Unless they do say or do positive things. Like Pat, who's been very helpful. So, why am I bringing this up? Because it was interesting to see it all play out in front of me. You know, because the, the dispatchers have cubicles that are open. And they're never in the yard, you know, monitoring things that are going in the yard. They're always, like, in the cubicle. Well, dispatchers maybe should be, but supervisors should walk away from the cubicle every, every so often, and they never do. There's two paper towel dispensers to the fuel island. There's no paper towels. So there usually never is. Um, I'm glad there was toilet paper in the bathroom today. So in the men's room. Uh, so this guy's coming in late on Saturdays. He's going to get done later if he does the whole route. Some guys bring back stops. They don't actually complete the route. It's a lot harder to complete the route the later you come in. There's a mom and pop stores that might close. Maybe he's counting on that. There might be a supermarket that he delivers to, and they, they refuse the delivery because it's too late on a Saturday. Most supermarkets, and I used to be in the supermarket business. I used to deliver for another company called Price Chopper, uh, which is a supermarket chain here in the Northeast. And they were often not very happy with deliveries that came after hours, you know, when the receiver, who's usually there from 5 in the morning to 1 in the afternoon, is gone. Because now somebody else has to walk away from their job. The grocery manager, the freezer manager, the whatever. Another manager has to walk away. They have to walk to the back of the store, open up the door, let you in, open up the, the, the door to the dock. And, you know, it's a, it's a whole bunch of then help unload or whatever. I mean, but there were stores that absolutely are scheduled for after-hour deliveries. You know, we can't do everything. We can't do the entire Northeast between 5 a.m. And, and 1 p.m. But with milk and coming from a company other than the supermarket chain, like if the supermarket chain uh, delivers their own milk, you know, they got to take it. they got to take their own product. But we're a private company, so they could deny it. They could say, you know what? We're going to do without your milk for one more day. We're going to lose sales, but we want to send a loud and clear message. We're not going to we're not going to be treated like this. If there's a scheduled time, a store can do that. A mom and pop store can do that. Yeah, they'll lose milk sales, but they want to send a loud and clear message to the company that their customer service is poor. They deliver their their, 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 their attention to detail, getting the milk uh, delivered at a certain time, you know, uh, is important to them, uh, and they don't they don't uh, fancy after hour deliveries. It, it could happen. I've never done that type of work for this company, so I don't know. I'm just trying to point out 
that this driver, apparently, according to the dispatchers that I was talking to, has been sort of abusing the privilege. Uh, you're allowed to come in late. None of us punch a time clock. Not one of us. I'm late every day. I've been late every day for six years. I think I've been not late, uh, maybe on one hand, the uh, you know f- four or five times, maybe ten times, you know, in six years. But I don't really have a set time. It, it could be five o'clock. I most often come in after five. I, I, there's been a few times where I come in like four, whatever. You know what? It doesn't matter because I still get it all done, and my deliveries are not time sensitive. So the point of this, and I don't think I've done a good job of this at 21 minutes into the show, all right, was that. Well, first of all, I have to do a second show for Mile High Radio, milehighhiradio.com, milehighhiradio.com every Monday from 11 to noon Eastern Time. They air two of my shows, or at least they air an hour of Dumbing It Down with Dave if you're interested in listening to my show on milehighhiradio.com. Thank you, Lynn, and thank you, Bobby. Um, Or you could just go to Apple Podcasts, and while you're there, you can leave a five-star rating and review. That would be nice. How do you do that, Dave? I don't know. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and then click on ratings and reviews. The rating is a five; shouldn't be anything less than a five. And uh, although, you know, if you want to be honest, you know, if you, if you feel like, oh, I have to be honest, then go ahead and you know, give less than five if if you so desire. I, I, I think that would be foolish and incorrect. Um, and the review is a written review, so you know, Dave. Yes. Yeah. This yes. is Emma. Oh, hi, Emma. May I ask you something? Yes, I love your voice. Go ahead. You seem to be really thirsty. Yes. Should yeah. we take a drink a break? A drink a break? Um, okay, let's do it. I'm going to do it right now. That's great. Carry on. Oh, I do like that voice. <laughs> I don't know why Harry's looking at pictures of bakeries when you got a woman like Emma. Uh, I guess artificially taking care of you. Whatever that means. Thanks, Emma. Um, so, this has been going on for six years. Not with this driver, but I've seen the malaise at this company. I've seen the malaise in our government. I've seen the malaise everywhere I go now. And it is kind of like the invasion of the body snatchers. I go somewhere, I do something, I participate. I'm never quite sure what I'm going to get. Am I going to get pre-malaise or post-malaise? And I I don't know how you prevent getting infected with this malaise. But I've made it to 56 years in a, in a couple of weeks. I would have made it to 56 and not been affected. I think I'm still going strong. I think I'm still very clear as to how to do things. Do things professionally. Do things right. Do things to the end. Do things with courtesy. Do things with integrity. With fortitude. With sincerity. With, with honesty. With, with gusto. With grit. I don't know how these people live with themselves. Oh, here's a story. So, so by the way, so... I think six years ago, when I first got to this company, the supervisor in charge could have set the tone. I think the supervisor before him probably could have set the tone. 
But what's interesting about this company is that they didn't. By the way, once upon a time, a lot of trucking companies, the reason why, not because they have these cameras, but they have these electronic logs. We have, we have electronic logs. So there's a, there's a handheld computer, basically, in the truck, and it monitors your every movement. So you really can't fudge the log and uh, you know, do 16 hours of driving and say that you only did you know, 12 hours of driving. You can't do that anymore. There, once upon a time in trucking, uh, and I think still to this very day, there are guys, owner-operators, don't have to have electronic logs, I think. They're out there with two different logbooks. The logbook that uh, they show the, the state troopers when they go for a DOT inspection, and then there's another logbook, which is the actual truth, I guess. I don't really know. I, I've never done that part of the industry. But there is some sort of hanky-panky going on out there, and that's why they decided to tighten up the laws because that Walmart uh, truck driver, more than one now, uh, went beyond their hours and drove exhausted and killed people. And the truck drivers are still killing people since they've enacted these laws, these laws of controlling us. But once upon a time, this company that I worked for apparently was a 24-7 circus where you would come back and they would send you right back out. You know, guys would be driving and making incredible money, doing incredible, a dangerously incredible amount of hours. My max at this company is 70. I have a buddy that just left his job. He's at another job where they cap you at 60. They won't let you go past 60 because they say it's too exhausting. I have another buddy that the, the company doesn't pay overtime until after 50. So that's a little bit, la- you know, uh, a little bit less inspiration to work overtime. I get overtime after 40. So, uh, it's amazing how much I can talk and say nothing. So I, 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 I find it interesting that they could have nipped this in the bud years ago. But anyway, the point of, the, of, the, of that story was, once upon a time, this company was so crazy with hours. And they had drivers just making money, like in, doing 80 hours a week or more. That to make the transition to a disciplined company is very difficult. It's, very, it's like ripping the tape off, you know, of a, of a cut. It's ripping it. You're ripping it off. They, they couldn't do that. And they, they didn't do it slowly either. But here's what they did do. They installed electronic logs and cameras. Again, supervising from the cubicle. And I find it fascinating that nobody realizes that supervising from the cubicle does not work. You got to get out in the yard. You got to get you got to get out there with the driver. You got to know what they're doing. And they don't do that at this company. So this guy comes in 2 hours late on Saturdays and there's nothing I can do about it. We've lost the, the the company has lost control of its drivers. They they there's no discipline. We're going one way the wrong way in the yard. We're doing speed limits of all different types. We we're doing all different types of things. Nothing that's against the law that I know of. It's just, there's no discipline. Drivers just say, hey, what are you going to do? You're going to suspend me? You can't afford this. In fact, we just lost three drivers. And it's, I went on vacation until nine, ten days later, uh, 11 days later, I came back, three guys are gone. I didn't even know one even gave us two weeks' notice. The other two, uh, one just uh, didn't come back in, and I don't know what the other one, three. And they're all junior to me, so whatever. Doesn't really help me out at all. But it doesn't really matter, because seniority doesn't really play in this company. So I find it fascinating. They're dropping like flies. And you might say, but Dave, if they, if they enforced the discipline six, seven years ago, maybe they would have lost more drivers. Um, I think you might have lost some, but I think most people respond positively to 
the law, if the law is even, if it's effective, if it's honest, if it has integrity, like there's certain laws and rules and regulations that I think we would all abide by uh, much easily, much easier if if it was enforced and it was even. But they pick and choose at this company. And uh, other companies do the same thing, they pick and choose, but this place seems to be a lot worse. Anyway, and I'm not, I'm not denigrating this company, if that's the word. Why do I just say denigrate? I don't even know what it means. Uh, I, I'm not picking on this company. I'm not trying to take it down. It doesn't need me to take it down. It's taking itself down with its lack of discipline and its lack of uh, incentives and its lack of inspiring guys to do better by incentivizing. We don't incentivize. We penalize. We constantly penalize. We do not incentivize at all. And the one little incentive program we had disappeared and then it came back, but nobody even knows. It, it's so it's so minuscule. It's so ineffective. You know, so it's, it barely exists. And everything that was an incentive is gone. No more safety bonuses. No more, uh, no more any, of, any of those extra monies. No extra monies. No water in the, in the cooler. Nothing. I think they had a food truck the other day. They had some sort of driver appreciation day, which, of course, I missed because I was on vacation. Anyway, I don't know if I really got to dumbing it down, dumbing, it down, dumbing down discipline, dumbing down my company, dumbing down the, uh, the way I see things, but I tried. And I hope you enjoyed episode 140. Uh, feel free to tweet me at Dumb with Dave or email at me at dumbingitdownwithdave at yahoo.com. And feel free to leave a comment here, please. If you haven't done so yet, please leave your first comment in the speaker box. Goodbye, good day, good night, good luck, good riddance, Godspeed, good rats and great skills. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Engage with me. Share with me. Let me know how you feel. I'd love to hear from you. Bye, everybody. Have a great life. Bye.